Hi, I am Druta Bhatt and I welcome you to the second episode of Know the Storyteller where we introduce you to the person behind the stories. Our guest today is an IITian from Chennai, a performance storyteller, a wildlife conservationist and a theatre artist. He has traversed many paths. He is a founder of Tahato, a theatre entity and has also co-founded Around the Story Tree an initiative to connect the listener to the environment. He is a renowned storyteller who has travelled all across the country for storytelling performances, workshops and theatre. He aims to revive the tradition of storytelling and at the age of 36, I dare say, he does a better job of narrating stories than most grandmothers. I am talking about Vikram Shridhar and I welcome him to this episode of Know the Storyteller. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Um, let us begin by you sharing about who introduced you to stories as a child and who was your favorite storyteller then? So during my childhood, um, I think nature was a great storyteller to me. I remember even in school, I used to uh, look out at puppies on the road and go and play with the cows and look at trees. I think that nature was a great storyteller. And of course, anytime that I heard stories from my grandparents, especially because to make me eat, I'm sure my mother's used stories or visuals. Who was my favorite storyteller then? Some of the teachers, of course. I mean, because the way that they taught me, I think made me fall in love with them. Sure, I can I can relate to that. Um, But from there on, how and when did you decide to uh, do storytelling professionally? So, being from a family which is not from arts, I did the mainstream education of management and was working. So, during work, I always continued doing many things that uh, my heart connected to, which was uh, theatre, conservation and uh, volunteer. Storytelling for me was connecting all these and... Uh, so on 17, I was including storytelling on weekends, in the morning, in the evening, sometimes in the night, sometimes even in the day between um, office lunch break, I would just go do a session and come. So on 17 is when I decided to do this full time. I wouldn't say professionally, I would just say make it up my life. So I would say today I just do this. So for me, there's no professional or personal. This is the life I lead. That's amazing. I think if you can miss lunch breaks for something, you ought to make it your life. Uh, though what I found really interesting and unique, I would say, is that you call yourself a story researcher. Who is a story researcher and uh, how is a story researcher different from a storyteller? A story researcher is somebody who goes a little deeper in understanding the origins of the story, the background of the characters, the cultural aspects of stories, especially folk folktale to look at gender, to look at uh, different socioeconomic angles. That's where I define a story research. A storyteller is somebody who definitely tells a story. It could be by from a book or what they've heard, but a researcher is somebody who goes a little more than just taking it and uh, telling it as a story. Oh, cool. That's really interesting. You've been doing storytelling since so many years now. So please tell us about your most memorable performance. Every session has definitely been memorable for various reasons. It could be either the children enjoyed it, then the parents have cried with joy. With one incident which I still remember when sometimes I look 
when I'm low on my energy is a session when I was doing and then a child comes running, have me tape, and I sort of know that the child is a differently able child. I bring the child and make the child join me in sharing the stage. And I finished it and the mother said, um, I mean, no one has ever asked him to come in the front. Always people prefer us to sit back to a child who's extremely loud or moving around. And a few years later, the mother met me in a performance and uh, she just came to me in tears. Child is no more. And all that I can remember is that moment when the child uh, came and uh, connected. I think that's one of my most memorable because to do what you do, that came with confidence. Wow. That is so touching. And I know you've you've shared this one particular memory with us, but there will be so many other amazing memories from all these sessions over the years. And you've traveled so much uh, in the country. You've been to Bangalore and you've been to uh, Rajasthan, you've been to Gujarat and you've been to uh, Delhi. So tell us, do you, do you or how do you alter your story or your storytelling style when you go to these different places? Yes, I do. Because uh, the children or the adults, the audience background in every space is very different. Uh, you need to understand the cultural context. You need to understand the demographics of the place. For example, a story in Gujarat could have a lot more doklas and khakras. A story in Kerala could have fish curry, beef curry. A story in uh, mm -hmm. uh, Punjab could be uh, having a lot more lassi, uh, but even if the story is the same. So that localization of stories is important because that's, I believe, is a strong connect to every audience. It may be a child or it may be an adult. And that's when a little homework about the plays, the background of the plays is very important. Right, right. That makes sense. Uh, but tell us about this one... Uh... Surat session where the cultural difference or rather the language difference presented itself in um, should I say a challenging interesting scenario oh yeah the Surat session was um, um, so I was told that I mean these are going to be children from schools which have English either as a second language or as a primary language so at least I could tell them stories so I with a lot of joy and happiness, I, I mean, I was, and I was told that I'm going to go to about four or five schools. I went, I go there, and then I enter, and then read the board. It says government school, okay? And then I enter. And then I ask the principal, uh, we're talking, he's saying, so they, they will all answer me in English. Principal replied, no, sir, he, this is a Gujarati medium school, and uh, Hindi is the other language, and uh, English is not the main language. So I asked him, do you have an English teacher? I said, yeah, 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 we have an English teacher. I asked the English teacher, do you know Gujarat? And she said, ha, ha, I'm from Surat. I said, simple, so you will be my translator and uh, let's have fun. The first thing I told the children, Kemcho, my mother tongue is not Gujarati, so I'm apologizing. That's how the connect came. I told them, will you teach me Gujarati? Because I don't know. The moment I uh, asked them, their hearts melted and the rest of it was a blast. I used words, I used sounds, I used simple English words like fan and light, because they all know that are uh, simple words and we had fun for the, the energy that comes uh, mind is sharing, I believe that connected us and the power of stories connected all of us. 
That sounds fun. But you've told so many stories uh, again over the years and to so many people. So tell us where do these stories come from in the sense, tell us about a day in your life, uh, a normal day in your life and and how do you prep for your session? So about three hours in the morning, I give myself the self time where uh, I spend time walking, doing my exercises, doing my voice exercises, also um, do some exercise my eyes and I meditate. And then over the day, of course, I mean, um, I in between my chores, I also spend a lot of time reading because that's my input, reading, researching, working on projects and taking just a story and then chewing on it, thinking over it. And that's my rehearsal process um, altogether. As part of preparation, I um, do 50% preparation for every performance. So the 50% for performance, I will sort of know my design, know my audience and draw an outline because the rest I will go and throw and I've always enjoyed that. You mentioned storytelling as a culmination of a lot of your interests. And one of your interests is wildlife conservation. So tell us more on your passion about wildlife conservation and how do you integrate that with storytelling? My interest in conservation and wildlife has been from the time I looked at uh, urban city pets animals from my school days. I used to file articles for magazines which spoke about uh, dogs. My journey in looking at the uh, power of wildlife in each of our life and just the idea of nature, forest in a day-to-day perspective. In terms of storytelling, we all consume stories of birds, animals, trees, plants all the time. And that's a great way of conservation. A lot of the cultural stories are integrated with wildlife and uh, conservation and that's how what I bring into the con- to my storytelling and uh, give that a lot more. Also very specifically look at Indian flora fauna a lot more uh, deeply and more uh, passionately because uh, we have 30% of the world's wildlife. So I create stories of uh, porcupines, create stories of red pandas, uh, gangetic dolphin, the, the great Indian bustard which uh, don't find a space in many stories. That's a fascinating approach to storytelling. But as an amazing storyteller yourself, I think we would love to know who is your favorite storyteller. Um, common storyteller, I could pinpoint, but I, I always believe everybody is a storyteller. I mean, even in terms of singer, I believe everybody is a singer and we have a singing voice, a similar storytelling voice. Anybody who is willing to share it with emotion. Everybody has an inspiration, be uh, professional storytellers, motivational speakers. I want to believe that everybody is a great storyteller so that I can listen and be inspired from these stories. You've explored so many things in your life from theatre to engineering to MBA to singing and now you are a full-time storyteller. So where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? I really don't want to... Uh, I just want to go one day at a time, do what I do, and wherever nature and life takes me, just travel the journey. 10 years, 20 years, let it take me where it has to take me. I'm just a leaf in the banyan tree. I'm done with all the questions. Is there anything else that you would want to add? 
the most important time for storytelling is now, especially human to human, where we all are connecting digitally. So I think uh, to uh, connect souls, connect humans, connect people in a time when we disconnected. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. It's been wonderful talking to you. And thank you to all the listeners who've tuned into this episode. We will soon be back with another episode of Know the Storyteller. Until then, keep setting stories free.